Hello, everybody. This is Steve Hutto, and welcome to my podcast. We are Harvest Celebration Ministries. My wife, Connie, and myself founded Harvest Celebration Ministries back in 1998. It is a missions organization. We reach into the nations of India and Honduras. We've been doing so for several years. If you'd just like to check out our website to see what we do, we are at www.harvcell.com. That's www.harvcel.com. Check us out. We also have the missions community, which is simply a uh, an Instagram platform where you can submit your short-term missions trip photos, or if you're stationed on the field, we'd love to see photos with caption of how you're serving the Lord in whatever area of the world He has you stationed. Um, you can check us out on Instagram uh, at the underscore missions underscore community. That is on Instagram. The features uh, are the photos that we feature on the missions community are also featured on our Facebook and Twitter pages as well. Anyway, enough about that. This is going to be part two of Who and What Are You? A teaching that I started not too long ago. This will be the second part of, of that teaching. And uh, we talked about, from Romans chapter 6, the fact that Jesus died and that he died to sin. You can check out part one. It's also um, on our website at stevehutto.com. And, of course, we'll post this as well. But who and what are you, of course, in Christ? This is part two. And I'm going to start by reading from Romans chapter 6 again. And this will be the text that we base these teachings on. So Paul says in Romans 6, 1, he says, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? May it never be. How shall we who died to sin still live in it? Or don't you know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus, that's being saved, have been baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in the newness of life. For if we become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with, so that we would not or we would no longer be slaves to sin for he who has died is freed from sin in verse 8 now if we have died with Christ and we talked about this the fact that we've died with Christ because he died to sin on the last session but he says if we have died with Christ we believe that we shall also live with him and of course that's through the resurrection knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, is never to die again. Death no longer is master over him. For the death that he died, and this is what I focused on last time, he died to sin once for all. That's one time. That's all it took for everybody. But the life that he lives, now this is the resurrection life, because three days later he rose from the dead. This life, he lives to God. And then verse 11, Even so... Consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey its lusts. And don't go on presenting the members of your body to sin as instruments of unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those, just like Jesus, alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. 
For sin shall not be master over you, for you're not under law, but under grace. Now again, on the, in the last session, we focused on the fact that Jesus died to sin. He took the sin of the world upon himself, and then he died to sin. But before he died to sin, he bore the sins of all the world and of all mankind. Every sin that's ever been committed is being committed and ever will be committed. Jesus bore those sins on the cross of Calvary. And then when it was sufficient, he said, it is finished. And it was after this that Jesus yielded up his spirit to God and he died. And he went into the heart of the earth and we know that he took away from Satan the keys of death and hell. Because three days later, and this is what I want to focus on today, Jesus came up out of the grave and he rose from the dead. And listen, Jesus didn't just die. Remember, he died to sin. And Jesus didn't just rise from the dead, as miraculous as that was. He rose to God. So he died to sin and he lives to God. And that's why Paul was saying that we should even so, in the same way, we should consider ourselves in Jesus, through him, through knowing him, dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. So I want to focus on the resurrection. You know, just a little over a week ago at the time of this recording, we celebrated the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we have to understand the significance of the resurrection. So that's what I want to talk about today. We know that Mark, the Gospels, and I like Mark chapter 16, it talks about the fact that when the when the Sabbath was over, some ladies went to the tomb to put some spices on him, and um, they didn't find him there. <laughs> there was an angel there who says, who are you looking for? And it's like, you know, if, if it were me, I probably would have said, well, who do you think we're looking for? But the angel's like, why, were you, why are you looking here? He's risen just like he said he was going to do. And he was. He was risen from the dead. So let's talk about for a few minutes uh, today the significance of the resurrection. We talked about the significance of his death or his crucifixion last time. This time, the significance of the resurrection. And listen to this. This is a no-brainer, but listen to this. The resurrection substantiates the fact and the truth that Jesus died on the cross. I mean, come on. There can be no resurrection without a death, right? So the resurrection gives substance, it gives credence to the truth that Jesus died on the cross. Now this is still kind of a review, but Paul again in Romans 6.10, he said, For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Now, listen, folks, this is very significant. We know he died to sin, but he rose from the dead so that the life that he lives now, he lives to God. So that when we trust our lives to Jesus, then we also live to God. We're reconciled to God the Father. You know, we were separated by sin when Adam and Eve fell. I'll talk a little bit more about that in just a few minutes. But we know that um, Jesus died to sin, but when he rose from the dead, he substantiated his death that took place three days before. Now, again, as I said earlier, because Jesus lives, we can also understand and we can celebrate the fact that he conquered death and hell and sin and the grave. 
He conquered the grave because he came up out of it under his own power. Now, I think it's incredible that Jesus was not killed by sin. He wasn't killed by the Roman soldiers or even uh, the Jewish people. He was delivered up by the Jewish people. He was crucified by the Roman uh, government, and they used soldiers to do that. But no one ever killed Jesus. He gave up his spirit. And see, it was customary on the cross, especially if it was this high Sabbath that was coming up, uh, to break the legs of the person being crucified so that they couldn't hold themselves up and they would suffocate and die quicker and they could get them off the cross. They couldn't come down until they were dead. But when they, they did that to the first and the second prisoner that were hanging on the cross and, and, and they, they, they broke their legs and they died, but when they came to Jesus, he was already dead. Why? Because he gave up his own spirit. They didn't have to do that to him. But three days later, also under his own power, he came up out of the grave. That's incredible. So now listen, because of the resurrection, all are made alive in Christ Jesus. 1 Corinthians 15, 21 and 22 says this. This is Paul again. For since by a man came death, who was that man? It was Adam, of course. For since by a man came death, by a man also came the resurrection of the dead. And this was Jesus. For as in Adam all die, in other words, we died in our sins, but also in Christ all will be made alive. Why is that? Because Jesus died for us and rose for us. Because he lives, my friend, we live. Because he rose and lives to God then we are alive in Christ and we live to and for God. Now let's go back to the Garden of Eden just briefly. When Adam and Eve sinned, sin entered in. They were, they were deceived. It was deception that caused them uh, to sin. But nonetheless, they disobeyed God and what God said would happen literally happened. Sin entered in and as a result of sin, death came. Sin comes, death comes with sin. The wages of sin is death. So sin entered in and along piggybacking on the back of sin, death came. When death comes, guess what comes with death? Sickness, pain, suffering, and disease and all kinds of stuff. Whether it's physical, mental, or emotional, it comes. Sin entered in, death came with sin. With death came sickness, pain, suffering, disease, and all sorts of bad stuff. So from Adam forward, everyone who is born is born into sin. We're born with a sin nature. That's why the scripture said, in Adam all die. But the second part of that scripture says, but in Christ Jesus. See, we're on this side of the cross now. In Christ Jesus, all will be made alive. And I want you to understand that if you know Jesus Christ then the same power, Paul says, that brought him up out of the grave shall also quicken your mortal body. Now, a lot of people would say, well, you know, that's that's good, you know, because um, one day we're going to all be changed. We're going to have a resurrection and we're going to be changed in the twinkling of an eye, new body, and all that kind of stuff. But listen, let me just read the scripture. It's from Romans 8, 11. Paul said, but if the spirit of him... That's God who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. Does he dwell in you? Then he who raised Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies 
through his spirit who indwells you or who dwells in you. Now, when Jesus gives life to a mortal body, you know what that is? He comes to live in them. And you know what else that is? They become born again by the Spirit of God. Yes, one day we're going to rise from the dead. One day we're going to have a new body. It won't be a mortal body. But now, as long as I live in this life, living for Jesus, and you too, we have the same power, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead in our mortal bodies, giving life to our mortal bodies through that Spirit who dwells in us. That's why you are an ambassador for Christ. That's why you are no longer from here. You are an alien, but you're sent here by Jesus now with him inside of you to reconcile the world to God. You have a powerful calling because you're born again from above by the Spirit of God. Wow, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. So in Christ Jesus, all will be made alive. Romans 6, 4. I'm going to be using a few more scripture this time, but Romans 6, 4, again, this, we've already talked about this or read it. Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death. Now, the baptism he's talking about here is not necessarily water baptism. He's talking about being saved by Jesus. So, when we except Jesus, we, come, we become connected to his death. But he goes on to say, so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. Because he is risen, we too walk in newness of life. Let me say this. You know, we talked about the death you know, Jesus was laid in a tomb for three days, and then three days later, he rose from the dead. The significance of the resurrection. You know, I mean, it's not, why do we celebrate the resurrection? That's, that's good to know. But you can celebrate the resurrection when you know the significance of the resurrection. So because he lives, we live. Now, because of the resurrection of Jesus... Here's another way to put it. We can be born again by the Spirit of God. Because Jesus rose from the dead, we live, we're born again, and because He rose from the dead, we are born again by God's Spirit. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Peter says these words, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to obtain, this is verse 4, to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. I mean, we could go on on that, but this is what I want you to see. This is what I want to concentrate on. Because of His great mercy... He has caused us to be born again to a living hope. How? Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus rose from the dead, we are born again of the Spirit of God. And now we walk around on planet earth and still a fleshly body with a born again spirit, that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And God moves in us and God moves through us. 
And when he empowers us with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we literally become vessels of the Spirit of God, the presence of God, the presence of heaven, wherever we go on this earth. My friend, I want to tell you something. In Christ and in Him alone, not by works, but in Christ, faith and trust in Him, giving your life over to Him, you are an awesome creature because He made you that way. He made you that way. And His will comes from heaven to the earth through the Spirit that indwells you and me as we avail ourselves to Him to serve our God on this planet. And I'm going to tell you, God in these last days desires to do incredibly powerful feats, supernatural, miraculous feats through those who understand that the same Spirit that got Jesus up out of the grave now lives in us. And He's moving on planet Earth in these last days. And let me say this to you, my friend. It doesn't matter how dark it gets. It doesn't matter how politics, how bad politicians get. It doesn't matter how much corruption is in the world and how much crime and murder and all those things. It doesn't matter because where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. And God needs people who are willing to serve Him at all cost, at any cost, because He will move heaven and earth He's already dealt with hell. And he will protect those who are willing to be his vessels in these last days. Friends, there's a lot of work to be done. Glorious work. It's cool work. It's going to be fun work. It's going to be powerful work. It will be dangerous work. But you may never even know it. Because the Spirit of God and his angels will be protecting you as you serve God in these last days. You know, no, I haven't gone over the top. I'm just exciting, excited, and I know that Jesus is coming back soon. We have to get ready. We don't have time for the status quo, my friend. We don't, ha- we don't have time for business as usual. We gotta, we gotta ramp things up. I mean, we gotta, we gotta step up to the plate because he's coming soon. And you know what you do in this life for him will determine how you celebrate and how you live in heaven once you get there. The resurrection of Jesus Christ causes you and me, because He came uh, came up out of the grave, you and I, you and me, we can be born again by the Spirit of God. Now, my last point I want to share with you in this short teaching is this. The resurrection of Jesus. We're talking about who and what you are in Christ. The resurrection of Jesus substantiates your position with Father God, with Jesus and the Father God. Uh, Father God. The resurrection of Jesus confirms, it solidifies, it substantiates your position with Jesus and the Father. Listen to this scripture from Ephesians chapter 2. I'm going to read verses 4 through 6. But God being rich in mercy, yes he is, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ, for by grace you've been saved, and raised us up with Him, and seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now this is an aspect of the resurrection that should help you, if you'll just open your mind and your heart to this, help you understand the significance of who you are in Christ Jesus. You see, when Jesus was raised from the dead, we rose with him. 
Because he lives to God, in him we live to God. But Jesus didn't just walk around on planet earth after he rose from the dead. Some 40 days later, he ascended back to the Father. And now he's at the right hand of the Father, ever living to make intercession for you and me and for his body, the church on the earth today. He is not on the earth in, in, in the form that he was when he rose from the dead because he ascended back to the Father. And about 50 days after he was crucified, he sent forth the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit, to birth the early church, or to birth the church, the body of Christ, and to empower and to endue his people with power from on high to do great godly feats in the, match, in, in the, in the, in the midst of natural circumstances, bringing heaven to earth and changing situations because God's power changes things. And so my point is that the resurrection of Jesus substantiates your position with the Father because when he was raised up, he also raised back up, was ascended to the Father and raised us up with him. And we're seated in the Spirit with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Because he lives, you live, I live. And let me substantiate something else. It's important, of course, that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. Because if that can be confirmed, there's no doubt that he rose from the dead. Because he ascended to the Father after he rose from the dead, which in a sense confirms the fact that he rose from the dead, right? But in Acts chapter 7 is the story of Stephen, Christianity's first martyr. Now Stephen was selected among uh, several other young men uh, to to be servants, to, to wait on tables for elderly widows and those who, uh, from the Greeks, that felt like they were being overlooked and no one wanted them to be overlooked. So they appointed these men full of faith and power. And the Bible says that Stephen was a man full of faith and power. He was filled with and full of the Holy Spirit. And he didn't consider a menial job uh, to be menial. It was, it was an incredible job for him to do because he ministered under the power of God as he served people food. <laughs> I mean, he probably raised people from the dead. He preached to them. He did a lot of things as, he's, as he ministered to these people, but some people didn't like it, so they arrested him and ended up stoning Stephen to death. I mean, he died. He was Christianity's, as I said, first martyr. But the scripture tells us that just before Stephen died, before his life was taken, in Acts chapter 7, verses 55 and 56, it says, But being full of the Holy Spirit, he, Stephen gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus, get this, standing at the right hand of God. And then he said it. Behold, and this made, this made his accusers even madder. <laughs> He said, Behold, I see the heavens opened up and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Well, if Jesus is standing at the right hand of God, he's ascended back to the Father, sent forth the power of the Holy Spirit because Stephen was full of it, substantiating the fact that Jesus came up out of the grave, which substantiates the fact that Jesus died to sin for us, and in him we're dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. And those of you who are full of the Holy Spirit, you understand that you have the power of God uh, in you, moving in you and through you. And those of you who are not, all you have to do is receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit by faith. 
And according to Acts chapter 1, verse 8, He fills us. Or Acts chapter 2, I'm sorry. But uh, but Jesus did say this to His disciples before He ascended back to the Father. Acts chapter 1, 8, He said, But you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be My witnesses to the remotest part of the earth. You know, He said, starting in Jerusalem, and Judea, Samaria, Samaria, all over the world, wherever you are. <laughs> So, the Holy Spirit is here because Jesus died, rose, and ascended back to the Father. And let me encourage you, my friend, in these last days, ask Jesus how you can serve Him more, how you can serve Him more intense, and and, and, and how we can serve Him better. Ask Him uh, how, well, as a matter of fact, we must turn away from the things that uh, separate us from God or or keep us worldly-minded. Like I said before, and I'm closing with this, you know, uh, it's not business as usual. It's beyond that. We've got to ramp it up, my friend. Jesus is coming soon. There are a lot of people that need to hear Him. We don't need to be overcome by fear. We don't need to be paralyzed by what we think people may say about us and what they do say about us. We just need to go forward and preach the kingdom of God and watch the power of God move through us. I hope you've enjoyed this teaching and I hope you're encouraged and I hope you can tell, you probably can, that I'm a little passionate about this. Thank you so much for logging on and listening to my podcast. This is Steve Hutto, and I hope you have a wonderfully blessed day. God bless you.